Welcome to the Real Driving Man podcast. We are going to be doing an episode of Bipolar Talk, where I talk about what it's like to have a mental illness and try to see if I can give anyone some useful information. Um, And today, I'm going to be talking about controlling your emotions, and I'm going to be talking about bipolar, mainly in its context uh, of with men. Um, It is one thing where men and women are different um if you believe otherwise we you know this podcast probably isn't for you in the first place um but they're different and it um i was reading an article from i was probably just like webmd something made mainstream site with information on bipolar and uh went down a rabbit hole for a little bit about the differences between men and women i guess the differences in bipolar between men and women would be the best way to put it. And it was vague because there's more similarities than there are differences. But the big one that this article pointed out and one I wanted to talk about today was anger. Um, I think that men get angrier than women. Maybe not angry. No. Men and women get angry in very different ways. Regardless of a mental illness uh, taking place, I do think it mainly has to do with testosterone. I think the fact that testosterone makes you more aggressive, and it also depends on what kind of guy it is. Guys vary. Um, I think you just have a little bit more aggression. Uh, I had a sister. uh, She's a very girly girl. And she didn't put any holes in her wall growing up. And I put, like, 27. (laughs) And my brother put probably like 22. Um, And I think that it's important to recognize why this is. I was also listening to – what was her name? I was listening to Chris Williamson podcast, and they had a – I'm going to actually look up her name really quick because she was really, really, really good. Um, She was on Chris Williamson's and Joe Rogan's about two years ago. And she was a woman who wrote a book about testosterone. I don't know if I can find her name. not sure if I'm going to be able to find the podcast I was. Can I go recently played? Hmm. I can't find it. I'm not going to waste people's time trying to look for it. But it was a lady who wrote um, – she emphasized, I think, studying just hormones between men and women. Um, if someone really cares, you know, I can look it up and you can message me. I don't got that big of a podcast yet. So, anyway, uh, she's a smart lady from Big Institution. We're going to listen to her. (laughs) And she studied testosterone in men, and her study of it made her realize that the intensity that comes with testosterone, maybe not intensity, but the aggression, the wanting to look at women's asses and boobs, that is almost. 
it's not even conscious. You just kind of do it. That comes with testosterone that obviously puts women off at times, especially if you're being creepy about it. She, like every other woman, just kind of, oh, it's a guy thing. I don't think they think about it that much. Um, and when she really started to study it, she realized, um, and it really took place when she was interviewing trans men, because um, they're natal women, their bodies re re respond more to testosterone, so that's why when there's a trans man, they have like facial hair, they have a much more masculine figure, because a natal female's body is going to be more sensitive to testosterone. But more than that, they reported like the horniness that these trans men got from taking testosterone blew them away. It was all the time, and this wasn't just in her study. I actually heard it from um, another study I heard from my psychiatrist, where it's such a like, wow, I have to look at everyone. I'm so horny all the time. Oh my God, this is what men goes through. Um, and I think that's something that most women just don't understand. Just like there's, you know, probably a lot of things I don't understand about being a woman. But it's one thing where, like, there was some assholes kind of started a fight in a bar. I was at an open mic, and there was a woman there who, uh, a friend of mine, and she mentioned, why do they have to ruin it for the rest of us? And she was just being dismissive, appropriately so, not being, like, super mean. But I guess to me, I don't know, I spend time around fighters. I was like, oh, yeah, I mean... I don't condone dudes starting fights at all. But at the same time, in her voice, I could tell she just didn't get it. Like, why the heck would you even do that? Well, that makes no sense. And while women, I do think, maybe for a lot of factors, they maybe start maturing quicker. Um, men tend, you know, tend to date, women tend to date men who are slightly older than them. I think women sometimes do have an ego about they and they are very in touch with their emotions more so than men. And I think sometimes some things about being a guy just kind of go over their head and they just don't even register them. And the anger and frustration is, is that, especially when you're like me who I, I started puberty really late. So I'm probably like my brain probably is going to finish developing probably 26 rather than 25. Um, and I noticed in the last couple years, I've tried to also stop jerking off as much and watching porn. Those are obviously factors. Um, but as my testosterone goes up, I go, I've gotten more aggressive and I can really get riled up like that. Um, definitely you're, you're looking at women in public, trying not to be too much of a weirdo. And those are things that I want to try to articulate here with women how involuntary there are. It doesn't excuse getting into fights and stuff. But when you have – like when you're into it, into it with a guy who's getting in your face, it's, it can be really hard to step away. You just have something in you. It's like maybe that's the testosterone itself. It's just like, jealous fucker. You beat the shit out of him. And it's one thing. It was this, this lady on Chris Williamson. She, she almost was like f crying for men, which is funny because I think all men have to go through it. But I think she was like, oh, my God, I didn't realize how this, this, this was for guys. Like, this is crazy. Um, I've def and speaking, I've gotten very similar response about bipolar when people can't simulate something that someone's going through and maybe they kind of come to a discovery in their own mind that makes them at least comprehend part of that suffering and they can't imagine it.
And I think this is like what it's like for women. Like I can't imagine what it's like to be a woman being very emotional at times, having my period. I have no idea. Um, and same thing for guys. And I think it's really easy for women to say, just be cool, just be chill. It's like, yeah, well, we're trying, and you should, and you shouldn't start fight. But you do have testosterone, so shit's going to happen. Um, and I know there's a lot of – I don't want to get into people's – I don't want to dig at certain groups of people, but I know people – there's a claim in a lot of circles, especially in academia, there's no differences between men and women. And it's like that's just a that's just bullshit to me. Like, what do you mean there's no differences between men and women? Have you ever hung out with a group of dudes? Like just dudes. And not like you know, I'm talking more masculine dudes. And then you go and hang out with a bunch of very feminine women. There's differences. It's mostly the same. But there's differences. And this is like a controversial viewpoint in so many fields, and I don't even get why. I get we want to support trans people who are trying to deal with a difficult situation. But it's so weird that so many people have to not talk about this type of stuff, or they have to talk about it in a way where you acknowledge that when you're talking about men, you're not talking about every single man, you're talking about the average. I'm all these things, and I, and I get there needs to be scientific accuracy, but to me it's also trying to cater for a very small group of people for something very dumb. And while I think we should try to respect one another, I mean, to move into more what I want to talk about in this episode, There is some, you know, life is a very complex, unfair place. And we have to just deal the best with what we got. And there's going to be different challenges for different people. But that doesn't mean you can't meet those challenges. I'm someone with bipolar who's had a very intense anger my whole life. I have a bad temper. I have to learn to catch it and control it. And every time I've blown my top and I've destroyed something or I made something inconvenient for someone around me, which I've done plenty of times. I have I try to fix that and I own my anger and it's hard when you have a mental illness where if you have a mental illness like bipolar, my anger most people don't see me angry cuz I'm pretty good at controlling it in public. But like my anger's not oh I'm angry. It's like no, I'm going to set the world on fire when I'm angry. And it's a bitch to deal with, especially because with bipolar, it's it's like everyone has a dial of anger. Everyone's dial's like set on two, set on two. And sometimes as emotions come up, you know, that dial goes a little bit up, but the base is always at about two. Now, I have a dial, and my dial's probably set at two as well. But when my anger starts to get up, it doesn't just go from two to eight. It goes from two to 25 immediately. So it's not like my anger is any different than others. It's just the dial and the rate at which it can you – know, when you get angry, you know, it builds up. Mine builds up and goes through the roof, roof way faster, as do most people with bipolar. And I think with men, due to what I had earlier trying to tie it in, testosterone also th- just adds fuel on that fire. And when I'm going through and have these emotional outbursts, I still have to own it. I have to apologize for what I did, try to make amends where I can, and try to do better in the future, even though sometimes controlling your emotions when you have bipolar, oh my god, it feels so impossible. It's like 
and I can I don't know how I can illustrate for people how impossible it can feel. It's very and this is a similar thing like with the you know understanding testosterone and how men get angry. People are not gonna get this because they don't have bipolar. And when you see someone with bipolar like me blow up in public and cause a big scene, you're like why don't you fucking just get your shit together? You're right about that. I probably should get my shit together, but god damn it, it's so hard. When you have a mood disorder, your emotions, you're like at the same time trying to just control this crazy ball. And then you throw life and shit that happens like everybody life. And the thing gets so out of control and it feels like you can't control anything. And that's just part of the illness is big emotions, big mood swings, big frustrations. And I recently uh, saw an episode of Jocko's uh, – and it was a clip from Jocko's podcast where he talked about you know con- losing your emotions is a weakness. And he talked about it and said that, yeah, if you lose your emotions, how c- if you can't expect to control your emotions, how can you control anything else? Control your emotions. and It's hard because I know he's right. I know he's fucking right. I got to control my emotions. But when you have a mental illness, it seems so fucking hard. And when people, like, Jocko's an amazing person, but he doesn't have a mental illness. You don't know what it is like to deal with those emotions. It is, it's like you're just, you're just every time trying to contain them and they get all over the place and you want to try to explain to people why you keep fucking up. And it just can feel so goddamn futile. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't fucking try and continue to fail until and continue to try to make progress until you can control your emotions. And that's the annoying thing. I think life, no matter what circumstance you're born into, life is a bitch and a half. And we should try to make things especially people who deal with more challenges, have all the help they can get. But at the end of the day, you also have to do the work to try to be like everybody else. And, I mean, that's basically what I took from Jocko talking about it because he's right. i got to learn to control my emotions. Even if it is way harder than anyone else, if I can learn to control them, that will allow me a greater control over who I am than maybe your average person wouldn't. But that doesn't mean it's not going to require a lot of hard work. And you got to take responsibility for some of that. And maybe this is my message towards men and dealing with a mental illness. Don't feel like less of a man because your emotions get out of control because it's really going to be easy to feel that way. One way I feel like a man and, and feel like I'm a res- – and when I mean man, I guess what I'm saying is an ideal, an ideal of a, a man to me could take you – know, takes care of himself, his family, takes responsibility, tries to do better, always seeks the good, tries to do the best no matter the situation. And, you know, you're going to fail a lot and keep at it because I think keeping at it is what keeps me in the game. Maybe I'm not where I want to be, but I'm working there and I'm going to get there little by little. With little things, everyone has different ways to control their temper. One thing I think that's very important is know your triggers. Know when you're going out, especially if you have bipolar because remember you go up, your emotions spike super quick. So, you know, waiting just a little too long to try to say, okay, I need to disengage. I need to pull back here 
that could be the difference between having just a, a minor setback and a massive blow up. Disconnect, really get, even when it's small, because sometimes your emotions, you know, they, they boil here and then they just explode and notice, oh, it's starting to boil. I need to step back. And I know this is simple because everybody says this, but take a goddamn deep breath. Take a deep breath. Breathe. It can be so hard, like a full. Get that deep exhale. Sometimes when you're really angry, you're kind of like doing the because you're so mad and you're trying. But get that exhale out. I think it is simple, but it works. Because also, I think a lot of people when it comes to dealing with like a mental illness, they want a pill. Like, oh, when I get angry, I do this one thing and everything works out. <laughs> Life's not that simple, especially when you have a mental illness. You need to have multiple strategies for when you get angry. I'm not going to – I need to be able to recognize when I am starting to boil and I need to take a step back. And then I also need to make sure that I'm breathing. I need to be able to ask myself questions. Should I stay in this conversation? Should we just totally ch you know, change topic, acknowledge the fact that I'm starting to get a little heated, or just disengage entirely? There's not going to be a set, you know, you do this, this, this for every situation because life's not like that. You have to do multiple things, and not even in that situation. You need to be make sure you're doing things outside of those situations. What do you mean by that? Well, what I mean is if you have a mental illness, you need to be working out almost every day. Like that's just a – you have – especially when you're young, you're going to have a lot of emotions, and when you can work out – I don't care what it is, running, whatever, just hard workouts, those endorphins are going to help you have a baseline level of maybe – less volatility um, I think physical and mental health are like just they're just connected in almost every way so making sure you're eating healthy you're not eating a bunch of crappy foods that's going to make your mood worse not eating a ton of sugar um, are you getting enough sleep sleep is super important uh, we said working out having a good schedule do you have a good schedule are you going to work are you keeping yourself in social groups being socialized John, this is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to be, especially in this, uh, this series is supposed to help people with mental illnesses, or I hope so. And I don't want to be a, I'm not going to be a person. I'm a pretty blunt person. Dealing with mental illnesses isn't fun, and it's a pain. And you have to do it. And I'm, maybe this is why I was tilting this more towards men. Because I follow a lot of women on Instagram who have channels about bipolar, and they're very helpful for – they're helpful. They have some information that connects with me, but they didn't resonate with me. There's a couple people I've seen who are more uh, guys talking about it because it's different for men and women. On you know whole, I notice women tend to do, tend to do better with more words of affirmation. So, you know, reminding themselves they're doing good and ha having a lot of positive self-talk. And there's probably also a lot of guys who that works well with too. With me, that works to a point, being positive to a point. But I think for a lot of guys, especially if you have a mental illness and you want to feel still like a man, you have to set yourself standards. Hold yourself accountable when you don't meet those standards and continue to pursue them all the time. 
you got a mental illness. This is going to be a, a pain. You can't just – and not everything's going to work with, for everybody. I do tend to have more of a blunt approach about things because you have to with some guys. I think it's a guy thing maybe because guys tend to get more angry and can be more violent, so you have to set stricter boundaries. But I also don't like feeling lazy, and when I'm fucking up, I like to own my shit to at least acknowledge that I am fucking up. And I'm maybe missing the mark, and I could be doing better. I think most guys with a mental illness want to just be like a normal guy. And I think you should then hold yourself to those standards even though you need to understand you're going to have to do a lot more work than most people because you got a fucking mental illness, bro. Like I, I, I spend a lot of late nights doing comedy and I can't stay out past 11 because I have to go to work the next day and I need sleep. If I don't get sleep, I'm going to go fucking crazy. Yeah, I can have fun on weekends and stuff, stay out a little later, but I need my sleep. Know what you need. Be honest with yourself and hold yourself to those standards because then you're going to start feeling like, hell, I'm fucking kicking this mental illness's ass and, you know, I'm, I'm doing some extra. I'm, I'm learning how to function with this. And if you're also a guy who loves words of affirmation, want to be told how they're doing, great. I'm all for people figuring out what works for them. I'm all. I have no judgment on what people do to take care of themselves. But it's going to look different for people. I mean, come on. Come on. And find those differences. Hold yourself to, to account. Don't feel, feel like you owe something to yourself to take care of this illness. Because it's going to be an extra challenge in life. But if you can overcome this, what else could you do? God, it can be hard to control emotions. It can be so fucking difficult. It's like catching water with your hands at times. It doesn't really work well. And then also, you need to under... If you're continually having angry emotions, as we all are going to throughout our lives, find out where they're coming from. Go to therapy. Go to therapy. See if you can find a f male therapist too. Fe therapists tend to be female and there's probably female therapists that can work with guys. There's obviously, obviously. But a lot of guys I've heard in reports don't like to go to therapy because it is a lot of women and if they're a good therapist, they're going to acknowledge that men and women are different. They're going to help you try to figure out your way to deal with your issues but if the therapist is not working because some therapists it's not maybe they're a bad therapist they just you guys don't resonate well and if they're a therapist who's trying to teach you how to deal with your emotions like a woman deals with emotions maybe you're a more feminine guy and that works for you great but if you're not you may want to be able to recognize hey this isn't working let me see if I can find someone who works better for me because it is a very common thing. Therapy is definitely something women go to more. And I, my first therapist as a kid was actually a woman. And we did not vibe like at all. And I switched to one who I've now been for 20 plus years. And it is a guy. And my mom goes to her for, for goes to him for 
you know, same amount of time, and it's worked great. So, like I said, and he's a very good therapist. But things and how you process emotions work differently for what men and women. It's why when women try to get men or boyfriends to open up about things, one, if men don't know how to do it, they're not going to feel comfortable with it. And men don't deal with their emotions the same way women deal with their emotions. From what I can gather, and I'm no expert, so feel free to disagree with me, women tend to talk about their emotions with those who are close to them a lot. And men do it too, but it's it's much less. less. And I think that's more of I mean, just generally how men and women interact. I think women talk more. That's coming from a guy who talks way too much. Uh, but, And that's not a bad thing. I, I've seen it work. Um, I have a bunch of female friends. And I always like being around that sometimes just to see how it works differently. It's not bad. I'm happy that works. And if it works for man, woman, great. But especially ladies, if you do have a, a man, understand that men deal with emotions differently. I think men think in their head a lot about emotions and if they have to be taught how to think about them properly. But there's going to be a lot less talking and often like some things that feel odd. A lot of times when people are really struggling, there's physical touch. And that works for a lot of people. A lot of people are comforted by physical touch. When I'm in a bad place, don't fucking touch me. And I'll tell people. I've had family who love me to the ends of the earth and when I've been in a tough place mentally and they're just even just patting my back I say do not fucking touch me I don't like it um and not in every scenario but when I am in those situations I feel very abnormal and I'm going through these emotions and I'm recognizing that they're abnormal and I'm not trying to shove them back into place and so when people are touching me, sometimes I feel like, hey, I'm, I'm not doing well. I don't want you to touch me. It's not that I don't care about you and I don't appreciate you trying to help me, but that's not comfortable with me. And at, at this time, men learn to communicate because this is the middle ground, especially if you're with a, a girl who's trying to maybe help you deal with emotions more like she would. When things aren't working, be able to articulate in a way that doesn't come across as mean but can be like, hey, I don't, I don't want that right now. I don't want to talk about this right now. Don't run from your shit. Don't run from your shit. But maybe say, hey, I need to go on a walk by myself. I'm going to go and I'm going to gather my thoughts and I'm going to be back. And especially if you're in a heated conversation, it can be hard to break yourself off. But do it. Notice that, hey, oh, I'm getting riled up here. Uh, I'm around someone you know, who cares about me and wants to help me, but it's how we're talking now is not going, some, it's not going to a productive place. Let me disengage. Let me go on. Let me think about things. Learn to think about yourself. Ask yourself questions. Learn how you think. Learn how you deal with emotions. Ask yourself where this is coming from. I'll give you an example. Over the last three years, I've really struggled with how the pandemic was handled, with specifically with the lockdowns. The lockdowns were very, very hard on me. In fact, the hardest thing that I'd ever done. Um, and they left a lot of deep psychological scars. And it's taken me three years to finally be at a place where I'm mostly okay with it. And I still, when I talk about it, I can get very intense and aggressive because it was so damn hard. And personally, I don't believe the lockdowns did anything. So to me, it felt like for nothing. And 
That's a whole other story. I don't want to get into it. But I was, I mean, I still have some parts of me that are pretty touchy about that type of stuff because it was so hard. And it took me a long time to get through it. But it was a lot of asking myself, is this the right way to feel about things? Am I being so intense? Do I need to let things go? Do I need to acknowledge that I went down paths at certain points that weren't ideal and I got burnt and I have to just let those go instead of hold on to that? Asking yourself those are questions. Why am I feeling this way? Why do I still have these emotions? Do I need to ask myself some more questions, work it out? Or am I not getting anywhere and I need to kind of come back to it and say this is going to take some time to heal? If you get a good therapist who can work with you and can can figure out the way that you best deal with your emotions, that's going to be very helpful. And as someone who's been to therapy for 20 years, I'm actually pretty good at knowing my emotions and especially communicating them with people. That can be hard, especially you know, when you don't know how you're feeling and those around you just want to help you and they're like, why, why is this not working? Why am I not helping you? You need to be able to say like, I really appreciate your efforts, but it's not working. I'm maybe I'm not sure why, and I I still want to have this relationship and make this work, but I'm not in a place where this is getting healed. This is going to take some more time. Let's not talk about this, or I need some space. Communication, communication, communication. We can all learn to to handle our shit. It's one thing. I like to consider myself a more traditional guy more traditional masculine personality, nothing too crazy. And especially with our parents and grandparents, men didn't deal with their emotions because life was fucking way harder. I mean, maybe not grandparents, but if you go further back, it was just shit. And men were just, don't have emotions, don't deal with them, push them down. And I've heard a lot of women say, that's not healthy. And they're right, they're right. You should deal with your emotions. And you should figure out how do you want to deal with your emotions. Some guys don't like to talk about them. I like to talk no matter what. So, <laughs> But understand that learning to deal with your emotions is going to make you a stronger person. It's going to make you, as Jocko said, less weak. If you're not losing your temper because you can check your emotions and say, oh, this, this topic came up, I should probably just step back just because I get fired up. That is going to allow you to function at a higher level as a man. Figure it out for you. Like, figure it out, if, if, especially if you're a guy who just does not like those traditional stuff. Like, admit, everyone needs help emotionally. And figure out what works for you that makes you feel comfortable. It's one thing I think, it's, this is one thing I do love how the sexes over the last, I mean, century have really started to even out because a lot of those, a lot of people considered therapy a feminist you know feminine thing and it definitely had more of a feminine tilt to it and the nice thing about things getting equalized is you know the sexes can share what they find and how women deal with emotions have started to leak into guys but we can take those and say hey i see how women deal with emotions and maybe i'm a more feminine guy and i'll do the same thing but oh i see how you're dealing with emotions i think that dealing with is a great part let me figure out how i can take maybe some of those things and, and figure out a way that works for me. Just like, I mean, this is what I think why most couples are 
heterosexual. I think men and women tend to balance each other out really well. And we need to try to understand each other, but there's going to be things that not, we're not going to be fully capable of understanding. Most women won't know what it's like to be fucking horny as shit, just can't stop looking at tits 14 as a 14-year-old boy, and I'm never going to fully understand what it's like to have blood come out of a vagina or my vagina because I don't have one. Uh, and that's okay. That's okay. And we should figure out how to function and, and help each other function to be our best selves. I think I'm probably going to wrap it up here. Um, I haven't actually recorded a solo episode in a minute, so this was a little rocky, but um, I want to end with a message to the fellas. We're fellas. We're dudes. We like to do dude things. We like to make inappropriate jokes at times, but we also have emotions, and we get angry. We can figure out a way to deal with them, and they don't have to be exactly like our girlfriend, how she deals with her emotions. We can find our own way. Or we can use her way if we like that. It doesn't matter. But learn to deal with your shit. Take responsibility for your emotions. Even if you have a freaking mental illness. And it's hard. Because you might as well start somewhere. Anyway, I'm going to end it at that. Thank you so much.